millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. This is Cork Today. Cork Today with Patricia Messenger on C103. Cork's greatest hits. C103. And a very good Tuesday morning to you as we welcome you along on what is a pretty miserable day out there. I would suggest to people to stay indoors unless your journey is absolutely necessary because it's just driving conditions are quite tricky in parts and the forecast is not great for the rest of the day. So please be careful if you're heading out and about and make sure that you have your lights on, etc. Because driving conditions can be quite bad at times. And then we've got the added issue and problem that there is flooding in various parts of the city and county and we will be taking a look and getting more on uh, some of the flooding that's happening this morning but I can tell you that emergency services are advising not to travel through Bantry Town at the moment because the town centre is flooded. In Kinsale the pier road is impassable due to flooding. There's also flooding in Timaleague and on the Timaleague to Court McSherry Road. There's flooding on the causeway in Rasgarbury. The back street is flooded in Yall and the Gardaí are saying to people please avoid that area. Whitegate Village also flooded asked to use alternative routes this morning. Carrigaline reporting has been flooded on a number of routes around the town including Crosshaven Road, Station Road and on the Main Street. There's flooding on the Inchidani Road in Clonakilty. The Ring Road in Dara is flooded and we're also hearing a flooding in Glanmire this morning and that's on top of the extensive flooding that's happening in the city on the South Mall and around the Keys. So please be very, very careful. And while all that is going on, we also are trying to come to terms and come to grips with the Level 5 lockdown, which was announced last night and comes into force and comes into force from midnight tomorrow night and it will be in place for the following six weeks. The government, as we know, signed off on what is the highest level of COVID-19 restrictions. Now, we're ploughing through as much information as we can this morning because if you go, if you do have access to the internet, you can go on gov.ie and they go through the rules and regulations and the restrictions under level five and there's 
a lot of detail about who can go to work and who can't go to work and of course the suggestion is that if if it's possible you do work from home but there's a lot of detail online but I'm very aware that not everyone has access to the uh, internet not everyone is internet savvy so if you have a particular question about Level 5 you can get it into us either by calling John Paul and Sadie or you can text or WhatsApp me and it doesn't matter what your question is or how silly you think your question is if you have a concern or a a worry or you're not sure about something that's been introduced under Level 5 then get the question into us and we will do our very best if we can't answer it ourselves then we'll know where to go to get the answer for you so whatever concerns or worries you have about Level 5 get your questions in Uh, I know for example myself when I was watching and we all waited with bated breath for Micheál Martin to walk out of government buildings last night and to address the nation even though in the hour before the announcement was made all the leaks were out we knew we knew we were moving to uh, level five. We knew everything that was going to be happening. I don't think there was anything that he announced that we hadn't already heard in the hour, hour, hour and a half previously. But anyway, he set it all out and told the nation this is what's happening and it's happening from midnight uh, tomorrow night. But I, from a personal point of view, was waiting to hear about adult disability services, which have only reopened in the last month. They haven't reopened. They're not back open 100%. I mean, most of us that have a service, if we've got 60%, we're, we're doing well and very pleased and very happy to have it. But there was no word and there was no mention with everything being closed and only essential services would disability services with the day services remain open. I can confirm and I had to go online and I was tweeting the Minister for Disability and Rabbit and in fairness to Michael Deputy Michael Moynihan, he was the first back in and got the confirmation within minutes, I'd say, of Micheál Martin making the announcement that the disability services, the day services for others with a disability will remain open and they are being deemed an essential service. But it it annoyed me because all it would have taken in Micheál Martin's speech was 10 words. All they would have, all they needed, all he needed to say was day services for adults with a disability will remain open. That's 10 words. That's all he had to put in and he didn't. And I was really disappointed with that. But then relieved when I heard that they are to remain open. So that is is remaining open because I know there was a lot of people yesterday on social media, parents of adults with a child with a disability, worried that it was going to close. Uh, So I'm glad to report that they certainly will be remaining open. And I know already somebody's been on straight away saying, Patricia, can you confirm, please, Jim's are gyms to remain open in level five? I'm unclear as anything I've looked up doesn't mention it. Thanks, thanks a million. Well, I can categorically state, state that gyms will be closing and that will come as a huge disappointment to a lot of people because we touched on it yesterday. There was a campaign and there was an online petition actually that got about 25,000 signatures, I think up to yesterday, could even be higher, calling for the government to let gyms remain open from a mental health point of view. The number of people who reckoned during the initial lockdown when all the gyms were closed, the amount of people that battled mental health and they said one of the reasons they did that their mental health was worse was because they didn't have any outlet for exercise and this is for people who solely exercise, who solely use gyms for exercise. So there was a big push to try to let the gyms remain open and as well a lot of the gym owners who have brought in, you know, the hand sanitising and the cleaning down of equipment and 
they they moved equipment out of their gyms so that everything could be two metres apart. There was there wasn't any cases linked to gyms since gyms were allowed to open so they were putting that forward as an argument or why can't you let us stay open but unfortunately their pleas fell on deaf ears because as of midnight tomorrow night gyms will close and they will be closed for the next six weeks I know there was also a push for hairdressers to be allowed to remain open again hairdressers and hairdressing salons have done so much in order to reopen. You know, they've almost become sterile. If they weren't already very clean premises, but they've almost become sterile environments and they spaced out their clients and people wearing masks when they're getting their hairs done. And there was the argument put forward that for ladies and for men, when you look in the mirror, if your hair is nice and you're you're well groomed, that you'll feel a bit better. So there was that argument as well that you could say from a mental health point of view for some their looks and how they look and how their hair look is important to them. So there was a push for hairdressers that they would be allowed to remain open but sadly no. As of midnight tomorrow night hairdressers will be closed. Hairdressers I imagine are going to have the busiest two days of their lives as people scramble to get in to try to get their hair done during the lockdown for the next uh, six weeks. Now, the major escalation of the government's coronavirus measures will see people hit with fines if they travel further than five kilometres from their home. That's the new restriction. You're only allowed to go five kilometres. Pubs, restaurants, the hairdressers I mentioned, the barbers, the gyms that I've mentioned, non-essential retail outlets will all close their doors from tomorrow to customers. Now, schools, creches and construction sites They all remain open under this, what is a session, second national lockdown. Visits to family homes will be banned, but two households will be permitted to meet once you do it outdoors. And you can't meet in your own garden, but you can go out somewhere instead, go for a bit of a walk together. That that is allowed, but it's only from two households. People will also be allowed to expand their household bubble. Now, we're, we're, I certainly think we're going to hear more about this household bu- bubble. And this is to include close family members and those who are isolated or vulnerable. Now, that doesn't mean that you can decide to go into a, to a social bubble with your next door neighbour. This is aimed at older people, vulnerable people. It's aimed at single parents. It's aimed at perhaps somebody living with somebody with dementia. It's aimed as a carer, maybe living with the person they're caring and nobody else. They're just trying to stop people from getting socially isolated. The inter-county GAA games will be permitted. Now it will be behind closed doors as will horse racing and greyhound racing. But the inter-county GAA games is I think it's got the nation pretty divided. I know there was a survey done yesterday in advance of the announcement of the Level 5 lockdown asking, should the inter-county GAA Games go ahead or not? And I think 51% of the nation said no, that it shouldn't. I think it was about 25 26% said it should go ahead and the rest really didn't have an opinion on it. But the majority of people who were surveyed said that the inter-county GAA games should not be permitted. They should not be going ahead. And people are citing the example that you've got. These are amateur players. They have to travel the length and breadth of the country to go to these games and then they'll come home and they'll have to go to work the next day and there's training and all that and not everybody happy. I welcome your thoughts on what side of the fence are you one of the ones who was thrilled to hear that the Intercounty GAA Games are going ahead or are you with that 51% of people who answered that survey who said no 
stupid decision. They should not be allowing those matches to go ahead. And in recognition of the impact of the lockdown on children and young people, non-contact training will continue outdoors. Now, that's for school-aged children, but they're going to have to remain in these pods of uh, 15. Ten people can go to a funeral 25 people can go to a wedding. Now that's a slight change for level five because under level five people at a wedding were limited to six but they've decided to leave it at the 25 figure. Again, don't know if everybody is happy with that. People are saying if you can allow 25 people to a, a wedding, is it not very unfair on families to say you can only have 10 at a funeral? The Taoiseach Micheál Martin and his ministers met uh, yesterday and they got together and decided what we are going to do and what we what they would do and they were the ones who came up with these the most severe COVID-19 restrictions. Playgrounds, by the way, are also going to remain open. That is to give children a social outlet, younger children a social outlet during lockdown. As I mentioned, the disability daycare and addiction services, they all remain open. There's also going to be a mental health package announced to help vulnerable people through the lockdown. And I'm assuming when they say the addiction uh, services, will that mean the AA meetings will go ahead? Because I know certainly during lockdown the last time that caused a lot of problem for a lot of people battling with addictions and they wanted their meetings back up and running. So it does very much look like that when the cabinet met they looked back at the first lockdown almost as if they kind of said well let's look and see what worked the last time, what didn't work the last time what can we learn. So we are in a slightly different situation than to the first lockdown when nobody kind of knew what this lockdown was going to be and how it was going to affect people. So it it is looking like the government certainly has learned uh, from uh, it. And I know at yesterday's cabinet discussion the Green Party Deputy Leader Catherine Martin raised concerns that I spoke about yesterday about the lack of women who were involved in the weekend meetings about the new restrictions and I I thought it was well done for her for raising that issue because you know we remember yesterday we went through the list of 10 men who had sat down together from both the government and from Neffert and there wasn't one woman around that particular table who was actually making the decisions and I know they were only making the decisions and then it would go on to cabinet and it was cabinet agreed it uh, yesterday and there would have been women present at, at that but just to have the women having a female outlook into something I think was very important particularly for something like this when you're looking back at what the first lockdown what worked and what uh, didn't work anyway your thoughts and comments welcome to as I say if you have any questions get them in and we will do our very best to try to get the answers for you 1850 John Paul and Sadie you're taking those calls you can text or WhatsApp 0862 103103. Okay, let me just do a quick rundown through some of the questions that are coming in this morning. As I say, keep your questions coming and we will do our very best to try to answer them. If we don't directly have the answer, we'll try and get an answer for you. My son says a listener goes soccer training outside the five kilometres. So does that mean he can't go training? That's from a West Cork listener. No, he absolutely can can, can go uh, training. Uh, you can go outside that five kilometre if there's a genuine reason why you need to go outside. The five kilometre is there for everybody else, you know, people who go for a jog, uh, people who go out walking, they're saying stay within the five kilometres. But if it's for training, absolutely, because in recognition of the impact on children and young people, uh, training outdoors is permitted in pots of 15, so absolutely he's okay there. Uh, Peter says, I have to travel over five kilometres to get food. I am 70. I prefer to get my own food. It's not fair. You can, Peter, travel 
outside the five kilometres. Anyone can travel outside the kilometres if you need to go and get your food. What they're saying to people over the age of 70 uh, and who are medically vulnerable, they're, they're asking you to exercise personal judgment. It is recommended, Peter, that you stay at home as much as possible, but you don't have to stay in home at home 24-7. What they're saying to you is that when you go shopping, try to shop at designated hours if you can and don't forget wear your face covering, avoid public transport, washing your hands and all of that. So absolutely, you can go outside um, they're saying that if and when you are outside the two metre social distancing and if you need to go beyond the five kilometres because that's where you go to get your food shop you will be okay uh, Peter but please do look after yourself what about laundry services yes laundry services are open dry cleaners laundrettes they all remain open they're deemed essential what is happening to the NCT testing of cars will the lockdown affect that says Mike NCT for those with existing appointments is what it's it states. So if you have your NCT booked in, you're okay. But I'm assuming, and I'll get John Paul uh, or Sadie to check it, I'm assuming they won't take any new bookings once lockdown comes in from tomorrow night. But existing appointments will be made. We're also trying to get clarification on driving tests because driving tests for people involved in the provision of essential services and essential retail outlets, they're, they obviously they're going ahead, they went ahead the last time as well during lockdown. What we're trying to find out now is what happens if you already have a driving test appointment and it's after lockdown, it's after midnight tomorrow night. So leave that one with us. We're trying to get clarity on uh, that. Hi, Patricia. Can local GAA clubs still train in pods of 15? Yes, they uh, can. Anne says, is it OK to do food shopping beyond 5K? I have to travel out 5K, outside of 5K to get to my nearest uh, town for food. Absolutely. Somebody else asking the same question. Can I go outside the 5K to do my weekly shop? You can. Will Dunn stores be open or closed? The last time they closed and pennies were closed, the food part remains open if the food shop is separated to the clothes shop then the clothes part will close but the food shop will remain open but some of the done stores have the food and the clothes together and the last time they operated as normal. Pennies absolutely will be closed because that's not an essential uh, shop. Also says Sheila if the house alarm needs servicing are they available? They're available, you absolutely, and you can call in any tradesperson that needs to come in if your boiler needs servicing or there's a problem with the electrics or there's a problem with the plumbing. All of those, because construction workers are going to work as well, but all those kind of trades where they have to come into your house to do essential work, that, that all of that is allowed under the new Level 5 at lockdown. And my daughter goes to her accommodation in Cork City as our broadband is so poor. Does she have to stay in Cork now for the next six weeks? Mm. I know what you're saying. She'd have to, she would be travelling outside the five kilometres. She certainly has to stay in her accommodation in order to do her college work. Does it mean she stays in the city on the weekends? I would take it that that's an individual choice for your daughter to make. If she was stopped by the guard, the and because she would be travelling outside the five kilometres and arguing she's going home for the weekend, they probably would say to her, no, you would need to stay in your accommodation. That's that's where she has decided to live at the moment and she's no choice because of the broadband. I would say it depends on the guard that, that she meets. 
technically, I think by the letter of the lockdown law, I would assume that she w- she would have to stay in her accommodation. And John in Clonakilty says, on the government decision to move to level five, 25 people can go to a wedding and only 10 can go to a funeral. Who decided that? Well, the powers that be did. A lot of people, I have to say, are upset about that. Nothing on flying in and out of Ireland. Stop your own from travelling, says John in Clonakilty. My view back six to seven weeks ago, I actually sent a text to your programme saying, I think people have thrown their hat in at the restrictions they have. They will have some job getting the people to follow these restrictions. And that's from John in Clon. We take a break and we're back with Sean Defoe, our political editor, taking a a further look at the Level 5 lockdown. Court today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086 2103103. And the entire country is talking about that the government has approved moving us to Level 5 restrictions. And it happens from midnight tomorrow night. A six-week lockdown will be put in place following the recommendation from the National Public Health Emergency. Emergency team. Our political correspondent Sean Defoe once again joins me. Good morning to you, Sean. Morning. Now, this time yesterday, we thought level four with a bit of level five. Does the move to level five show the seriousness and the worry by the government? I think it does. We were expecting a level four plus. Instead, we got kind of a level five minus with a couple of tweaks to it. So, for example, the rules on weddings are actually more lax than they were uh, under the restrictions that were in place. Um, or, or are in place at the moment up until um, on Wednesday midnight. So I, I thought it was an interesting tone from the government. They very much weren't contrite on the fact that they didn't do this two weeks ago when NEF had actually recommended it, saying they thought it was worth giving level three a go. But the, the figures were only going one way. And it, it, if we want any sort of a Christmas this year uh, or to be able to travel around the country, then it's going to have to be level five for a while. And a six-week period, that again wasn't expected. We were kind of thinking three, four weeks maybe? Yeah, but six is what Neffet had recommended and the, the talk certainly over the weekend in government circles was that they felt six was a bit too much, that mentally even quite hard to take, whereas at least in the first lockdown there were two and three week bites that you could get over, but they have decided to go for the six weeks and that there there is likely to be a review in it probably sometime around the four week mark. The Tornish has certainly hinted at that, hoping that they were being pessimistic by saying six weeks and that we can actually get out a bit quicker. But if not, then it's basically November as a write-off and uh, until December we'll be in lockdown. And we're sort of looking somewhere around the 1st of December for the country reopening. 1st of December would be the end of the six weeks, yeah. And some of the other tweaks at level five, the GAA inter-county, that can go ahead. That's getting a mixed reaction, Sean. Yeah, very much so. Um, whatever about professional sports, I think they're, they're, you know, even though they're doing the same thing and going and training and playing and then going back to their families, I think there is certainly more of a question over the GA because obviously they're, they're not professionals. Many of them will be going in to do their work. Obviously, some of them will be working from home and it will, it will um, very much depend on their own individual circumstances. But it does seem strange, and I, I put this to the Taoiseach last night at the press conference, that you, uh, you might not be able to travel more than six kilometres from your home um, to, to see somebody, but that they can travel 200 kilometres to go and play a match, you know, go carry to Monaghan or Donegal to Carlo or wherever the match is happening to go on. And what he said is that the thought that went into it was more around the mental lift that he thought that the GAA and professional sport would be able to give to people, that even though we might be locked in our houses and it might be ra- rainy and miserable outside, at least we'll be able to watch some level of sport and maybe cheer on our counties and hope for a win. Okay. And, and it's expected that penalties will be introduced for, for breaches? 
yeah, that's been discussed by the cabinet at the moment. Actually, they're meeting again this morning in Dublin Castle, and they, the health minister has brought forward the heads of a bill that would introduce six penalty charges on a, a tiered basis. So this would be for things like breaching the five-kilometer rule around your house, like not wearing masks uh, in shops. There's already some some penalties for not doing it on on public transport. We don't know yet know the level is like how much are these fines going to be. Obviously, in the UK, they have some that are absolutely massive; they're into the thousands of pounds. I don't think that's going to be the sense here, but the government finally admitting really that this government by consensus, as well as by consensus, hasn't really been working and there needs to be a bit more stick as well as carrot. And many people will lose their jobs, uh, Sean, as of uh, midnight uh, tomorrow night. Uh, the increased PUP payments, that might soften the blow a little bit. It, it might. Uh, about 150,000 people expect to lose their jobs this week, which is just a, a wild thing to even consider that level of volume. And the government estimates it's going to cost about 200 million euro a week in enhanced social welfare payments. That's about 1.2 billion if we do go the full length of the six-week lockdown. There's been an extra band added to pop. So if you were earning more than 400 euro a week before losing your job, then you'll be able to get 350 euro a week from the government. And that will apply even if, say, you lost your job a month ago and have been getting the 300 rate, you will now be bumped up to that 350. And then if you were earning less than 400 a week, you'll be on one of the tiers, the 203, uh, 300 or 250, depending. There's also enhancement to the wage subsidy scheme. So this is their effort to try and get employers to keep people on the books for the duration of the lockdown. And there will be enhanced payments on a similar scale. Basically, there were, there were three points on the scale up to now. I think that's going up to five. So employers will be able to get more money to subsidise your wages if they do decide to keep you on. So that might ease a little bit of flow, but it's still an absolutely massive amount of people losing their jobs. And that's what the government are hoping with the enhanced wage subsidy scheme, isn't it? They're hoping that employers will hold on to their staff. Absolutely, that you won't be, you know, let go entirely for the six weeks, that they might keep you on the books, even if there's only a very limited amount of business going on, if you're a retailer, maybe, and you're only doing online sales or something. But the people will basically keep you on and keep paying you a wage of some kind. Um, But I, I think for a lot of businesses, particularly those who have already faced hard times and were maybe on the edge, that might not be viable despite the increase. Okay, and we hit over the 50,000 mark yesterday on the number of COVID positive patients. Yeah, more than 1,000 new cases again yesterday, which marks more than 50,000 since the the start of this. So it kind of puts it into a bit of perspective and a bit of scale for everybody. This, This is with us for a long time. This has been with us for a long time now. And I think probably the most dour note from the Taoiseach last night was, was admitting that they are preparing and they are planning for this to be with us all throughout 2021 for the entirety of next year. Even if there is a vaccine, they don't think it's going to be widely available enough to end COVID any time in 2021. So that even if we go into these restrictions and we come out of them and we're back to level two or level one or wherever we are for Christmas, there's, you can't rule out that in January after everyone travels around the country, there won't be another rise in, in restrictions and in a second lockdown again. So unfortunately, that means that this these kind of measures are going to be with us. And the Taoiseach in his speech last night did kind of rubbish the other suggestions, the likes of a zero COVID approach, the likes of a herd immunity approach and, and pick those apart in his, in his speech. So it looks as though this is going to be the system for the next year. It's going to be, um, we lock down, we open up again and the cases rise and we lock down again, unfortunately. OK, and we all try to learn to live with uh, COVID. All right, uh, Sean, we leave it there. Thank you for that and thanks for joining us on the programme.
Thanks, Mel. Good morning to you. Bye bye. That is our political editor, uh, Sean Defoe. Eighteen fifty three 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 one zero three. I can see. I mean, page loads of questions uh, coming in from listeners. We're going to do our best to get through as many of them as we possibly can. Somebody's wondering at the civic amenity sites will they be closing? No. Again, there's a lot. There's there is a lot of things that are different this lockdown than the previous lockdown. Do you remember the previous lockdown? The civic amenity sites closed, but no, the civic amenity sites will be remaining open. You need to just check in on what day your civic community site opens because they don't open uh, five days a week. So just check in on the days because there's nothing worse than somebody turning up to a civic community site and it's actually closed. And a lot of questions in as well about the marts and what's happening with the marts. Uh, The marts will be held online only. That's online only. And we have put... uh, an email into the Road Safety Authority in connection with driving tests because we're unsure whether driving tests are going ahead or not. Uh, so particularly for people who maybe have an appointment for a driving test. So we're waiting on clarity for that. I do know because I can still see a lot of questions coming in about the NCT. The NCT is for those with existing appointments only. So if you have an NCT appointment, please go to that appointment Uh, but I'm assuming if you go online to try to make an appointment you won't be able to get it and people wanting to travel like Dennis for example can you travel to Cork City to go to a clinic Uh, I'm from West Cork says Dennis if you have any type of a medical appointment then that five kilometre rule does not apply to you of course you can travel outside the five kilometre it's the five kilometre you can travel outside for essential uh, journeys and a, a medical appointment is deemed an essential journey 1850 333 103 Cork today on C103 call Patricia with your comment 1850 333 103 I'm going to leave lockdown for a moment but uh, we sadly will be returning to that issue but we've been hearing all morning of flooding in Cork City Centre very bad we're hearing around the Keys and the South Mall. So our senior news reporter Fiona Corcoran has spoken to businesses flooded this morning. She got the thoughts of Steve Andrews, a Vodafone retailer in the city centre and other retailers on what they came across this morning coming to work ahead of Level 5 lockdown. We, we could have prepared for it last night. We took all the kind of high-end stuff off the, the, the shop floor, all the computers. Um, we just found a mad flaw there. that There's a, a gap right in the shutter there. So the sandbags are absolutely pointless for us. Uh, but yeah, this is exactly what like you know businesses need in the city now at this time and with the lockdown coming, like, you know, it's gonna cause a lot more hassle and hardship and financial hardship on, on businesses like so. I suppose today was the day that people were really hoping for, you know, a boost in shopping. Yeah, so yeah, we expected the place to be absolutely thrown out for the next two days. And you know, this is gonna absolutely kind of kill industry and economy in the city. So and how long do you reckon it'll take before you reopen? Uh, hopefully they say it's going to ease in 45 minutes. So we'll generally just try and get a squeegee or something or an aquavac and actually take the take the water out. But it could be later on today, realistically. Do you think it's mainly like just damage to the floor and stuff? Yeah, as I said, we took all the high-end stuff, all the computers, all that stuff off the floor. We kind of we kind of guessed that, that was going to happen. But it could be wiring. You know, there could be an awful lot of stuff that you don't see. But, you know, so... But it's... You know, we'll have to take it as it comes. We'll have to. And you're walking around in your bare yeah. feet. <laughs> yeah, for all the preparation, I forgot to buy a pair of willies. So. <laughs> Although I have my wellies on and they've given yeah. me no protection whatsoever. Ah. My feet are soaking. Yeah. Um, and I suppose here as well, because there was such a force of water coming down. Yeah, there. and again, like we have, we've had it before, and we've kind of gotten away with it to a degree. But again, I think whatever, just for ourselves. Now, obviously, I can't speak for anybody else, but our own door, there's a little bit of a design flaw there. Uh, it just creeps right in the back. Obviously, you can't see it, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've had to say we've had it before. It's, this is about the fourth time or fifth time since I've been 
you know full-time work in the city where th this is flooded so i don't know i don't know what's what's next or what what, what we've got to do to, to we obviously can't stop it it's a fortune nature like but it just puts a lot of pressure on businesses around the city my name is shane kennedy and i'm from diana omani jewelers on winthrop street so shane what's happening here now at the moment, um, we've got the sandbags at the door. The water is about, I'd say, up to knee level outside on the street. Um, and myself and Ronan are just taking turns bailing the water, for, which is getting through the sandbags at the front door. Um, that's what's going on so far for the past hour. And I mean, last night you were told that level five lockdown was being introduced and you'd be closed for six weeks. So are you hoping today would be a bit of a bumper day for business? I suppose we were hoping that we'd get um, the, the, the last bit of uh, cash flow in before we had to shut our doors. Um, at the moment, uh, you can't even walk down the street, so it doesn't look like you'll be able to get down here for at least another hour before we can even start trading. That's if we have ourselves dried up by then. I know. I mean, like... Is the carpet destroyed or is it just here? We at just the, kept it here. Just kept it here. Watch yeah. yourself there. I'm just throwing a bucket of water. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, like, looking at the flood water, I mean, it's disgusting, isn't it? It's, it looks fairly filthy. Yeah, but I suppose it's a bit of an improvement of the floods of uh, 15, 20 years ago. It's uh, a lot cleaner, but it's still fairly dirty out there. And it's not what you want flowing into your shop, especially when you're trying to get the place looking nice for Christmas. Have you seen anything as bad as this since 2009? Um, well, we were flooded in 2014. Uh, it seemed to have gone under the radar, but um, the place was destroyed. We had our highest, uh, highest ever flood um, in 2014. My name is Valerie, and this is Peter Mark Windup Street. Okay, so just tell me a little bit about the damage here today. Um, well, we came in this morning, it was perfect. And then at about five to nine, the water just started flowing in. So, like, the whole salon's like a swimming pool. And there'll be stock damaged and we have no towels left. <laughs> I mean, you have sandbags up, but they just didn't yeah. seem to work, did they? Nothing at all. No, no. And I mean, we have flood barriers. We didn't put them up last night, but it wasn't flooded when we came in this morning. So we're having the back ones put up now. And obviously the next, today and tomorrow is going to be a really busy days before you closed for yeah. six weeks. Yeah. So what's so happening with appointments? We've had to cancel this morning's appointments and then we'll reschedule them for this afternoon or the morning. So this the ones that are ringing today we can only put on a cancellation list because uh, we have to acknowledge the fact that we have had clients they so really didn't them. need this morning. really didn't need this this morning no but what could you do <laughs> <laughs> and what time do you reckon you'll be open that again the fire brigade are saying about lunchtime, lunchtime. yeah hopefully brock and badger and dodo so uh, just tell me a little bit about what's happening right now uh, so high tide was at 8 20 but uh, the water really didn't come through until about uh, about another 15 20 minutes after that and uh yeah we've we opened up here about two months ago but we knew it would flood here so we've got good things up high so the only things we'll get a bit of water damage to a skirting boards and the like so uh but other than that uh i don't know where everyone is it's quite high though isn't it i mean like i've never seen it i haven't seen it this high on the south mile in quite a while oh is that right yeah, yeah. well as i say we're only here a month or two you know so uh Nice, nice lesson to be learned by a newcomer. I suppose it's not the kind of morning you want after being told last night that the country was going into a level five lockdown. Yes, I said to my wife when I woke up this morning, I said, geez, we've got lockdown and flooding. I, we can take it on, but uh, what else is there? Bring it on. <laughs> so you have, um, have you got flood protection barriers here? Oh, we've just improvised. Luckily, last time there was a bit of a flood, the good lads of Cork City Council gave us a few of these disposable sandbags. But at the moment, they're just floating away. Um, we put in place a couple of little uh, barriers like that, 
but it doesn't really seem to be helping. You see the water still flowing in there. So, so. Uh, Will you be open today? Do you think? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as there's people about, we'll uh, we'll be here for them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the city is quiet this morning. I don't know if that's a combination of the weather and the lockdown, but you know, yeah, this is my pickup later. Yeah, well, there's certainly no parking spots available at the moment, but. Uh, uh, sure, you know, yeah, it, the sound will come out sometime, you know. Ah, such positivity from that gentleman at the at the end. Thanks to Fiona talking to some of the city centre businesses affected by uh, flooding. Let's head to West Cork because the report's coming in all morning of flooding in Bantry Town Centre. Councillor Danny Collins owns the Boston Bar joins me. Good morning to you, Danny. Uh, good morning. Uh, how good morning. bad How bad is the flooding yeah. in Bantry? Yes, um, around the square down along the area was hit by really by tidal flooding and and basically constant rain from last night and from we say about seven o'clock this morning. What you call it? It's um, flooded a number of businesses, some of which are closed at the moment because um, we say public houses, um, restaurants and things. And then you have some like that are closing tomorrow, so tomorrow night. So like, and were they prepared for it? <laughs> Um, yes, we did, uh, there was warnings out, and the the the, the, the sandbags were was basically like you know to keep out water is nearly next to impossible. Um, and Patricia like so like uh, Cork County Council did um um come bring out a warning um yesterday morning about of this happening. So look, we look it's basically look it's flood like this is happening in Bantry over the last as long as I can remember coming when I used to come from Skull to Bantry, tidal flooding in the town was an issue. And you had government after government saying, oh, that they'll do a flood relief scheme. And basically, look, it's supposed to be starting now. Well, we, we hear of a design being set up and a tender design being set up in the OPW have said that their um, their review is uh, um, close to completion. But this has to be, you know, made, made faster now and put through the process a lot faster because these businesses are at their knees at the moment. Um, and it couldn't have come at, at a worse time with the introduction of Level 5 uh, restrictions. How do you think the area is going to be affected, Danny? Many uh, business, I feel, from like, because, to be quite honest, back in the, this is the second time now in the space of less than two months, what you call it, there on the 24th and 25th of August, you, you had nearly, you could say, the whole town flooded. And, um, but these businesses were, were affected then too. And now, again, this morning, you have hairdressers who are closing their doors tomorrow night, and you have them. Um, with uh, different other businesses along the, the way, like you know, that are closed at the moment. You have the um, different bars and restaurants and, and paper shops, and you know, it's just devastating for them. Do you understand why we need a lockdown? Yes, I honestly do think the, um, the lockdown is needed. To be quite honest, um, maybe to bring some bit of control. You know, like numbers are are. You know, rising, especially here in Cork. We've had the, the highest amount of numbers yesterday. It was a 241 cases in Cork mm. County. And, like, you know, it's getting getting a bit worrying. Like, but they're like, um, I don't know, with the, the level five, um, I think they should have gotten a little bit further with, the, like, colleges. And, um, you know, these items should have been closed as well. We have... Um, other services there, like the gyms and things that are that are work closed, that work giving a safe environment and good for mental health issues, and these are closed. And basically, you know, like I don't know where do the government know where they're going? But look, like as you said there, you stated there earlier on your show, like you you have um at the moment 
like you're 25 and go to a wedding and 10, 10 can only go to a funeral. And like, you know, I know like a wedding is a bit of a celebration. Like a funeral is a time where people are needed, like and loved ones need to go to it, like and most families like are <clears throat> over the number of ten people. Yeah, like, I yeah, I have to say I was I was disappointed when I heard that last night because I saw that undertaker on on Clare Burn. It's such a difficult situation for families to find themselves in, having to make that decision: who can go to the funeral and who can't. It's you know at a time yeah. when you're grieving the loss of a loved one, it it uh, it really is a, a bitter and pill it, to swallow. And it, in some cases, it could cause a bit of ruptures in the family as well. Like, yeah, especially yeah. When when feelings are high, like, you know what I mean, after yep. a loved one dying, like, it's and true. if you it's turn true. around, who, who's going to make the decision that I can't go and you can go, like, yep. you know what I mean, if you're, you know, like, it's just, I don't know where, like, what I've been saying all along, like, Neffet came out with their recommendations last Friday, all right, I do know that Michal Martin was, was away in Brussels on um, other issues part of country at the time. He was back on Saturday, and now it came between Saturday, Monday evening, before we knew anything what was happening. There was a lot of leaks coming out that we're going to level four, and then we're going to um, level four plus five plus plus. And like, you know, people are just, you know, this is causing a lot of mental health issues. And, you know, people, especially people living on their own, I feel for them, like, and like, you know, I honestly think there should have been some announcement. I do know this is a. A very important bit of legislation had to be set out like a lot of decisions had to be made but we had Saturday and Sunday yeah, it was that, announcement should have been that fear, the fear of the unknown caused a lot of anxiety. I'm over on time. Uh, listen, uh, Danny, stay safe and stay dry. And okay. uh, thanks uh, for joining us. That is uh, Councillor Danny Collins joining us uh, from uh, West Cork. My apologies to Barry at the newsroom. Slightly late uh, going to news. Let's take a quick break first. This is Cork Today. Cork Today with Patricia Messenger on C103. Cork's greatest are going to be doing a piece about fungi, the dolphin in this hour, just seeing if we can get any update on weather because I know yesterday the search was called off because of the weather and I'm assuming the weather isn't much better today but I can see a number of people really touched by the whole fungi story. Fungi, says Fran, is a national treasure. His presence has been a gift to Dingle and his interactions between all upon and in the water an extraordinary and an amazing experience which allowed a wild animal to bond with humans for a time on his own terms. Yes, we will see other dolphins and whales etc. But to have had the connection with Fungi for 38 plus years is phenomenal. I hope he's happy wherever he may be and I, I gave thanks that I had the pleasure of meeting him says Franz. That's a lovely text and somebody has sent in a picture of Fungi of a picture of a dolphin on uh, a pond in Cork City and the caption is on holidays in Cork lads calm down all is grand and another text in on Fungi says morning uh, Patricia I hope you're good where do I start well it's so sad to hear about Fungi missing he is a true treasure to Irish tourism it's a pity but you never know he might appear again sometime never give up faith never give up hope and as for lockdown well two points to make this morning I disagree what I disagree most on is the weddings 
Why, when all the hotels and restaurants are closed, how can they have a party or a reception, even if it is for only 25 people? Strange, and you can't go five kilometres from your own house, but the GAA can travel the length and breadth of the country. It's going to be a long six weeks. So Halloween has been cancelled. We lost our St. Patrick's Day. Our summer holidays were cancelled, except for staycations. And there was a lot of cocooning here. Uh, there was a lot of cocooning done. Here we go again, uh, Ireland. This time we must follow the guidelines, flatten the curve and please God, we can enjoy Christmas with family and friends and 2021 could be a new start and maybe the end of COVID-19. Stay safe and that's from a North Cork man uh, listening to us and living in Germany and he regularly contacts the programme and it's always great to have him along. Thank you for that. 1850 333 103. Jerry, uh, it wants to talk about... Uh, the funerals. Good morning to you, Jerry. Morning, Patricia. Jerry. You're one, and you're not on your own. There's a lot of people this morning quite annoyed and upset about this. If you're getting married in the morning, 25 people can go, but if a relative passes away, there can only be 10 of you at the funeral. That's really upsetting you today. Upsetting, angry, Patricia. I suppose is an understatement. I suppose we're inside with enough emotions at the moment, waiting for my mother. She's very low. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Jerry. So Michal Martin has come out and for a happy occasion, tell us we can have 25 for a family wedding on Friday. You can plan a family wedding, but you can't decide when somebody passes it's uncontrolled. Okay? Yeah. So, I can't understand. I'm trying to put logic into it, but I cannot find logic anywhere in this. Okay. We, her grandchildren, are going to be told. Some of you can come. Sorry. I know it's it's a very difficult it's a very difficult time and it's a time yeah. when, that you should be just sitting and being with your mother and where is your mother at the moment, Jerry? At home. She's at home. Uh, thank God. Amazing care. Okay, thank My God. Thank, and thank God with, for uh, that. Nurses and carers. Thank God for that. And. Like I said, it's only a few months back we lost my dad in very difficult circumstances as well. During the pandemic? Yeah. And Uh, if he'd been, in my opinion, if he was allowed into hospital, he would still be alive. And I will take that. That's my belief. And And what was his funeral like? Was there limits? It was. We managed to get away with it because we have a small enough family, but like we wouldn't have got away with 10. Um... Like, it's been torture for some families there. My mom obviously lost her brother as well in the last few months as well. And, like, it's been very hard to see families going through that. But, like, if there's logic behind something, there's no problem. But I am calling on Michal Mart to ring me personally and tell me why we can have a family, same family can have 25 inside in the church for an hour and a half, wedding mass and a celebration afterwards. And if to the same families celebrating uh, the wedding, that's 25. And if to the same families suffering a bereavement the following day, they can only have 10 of that family of 25. It doesn't, it doesn't. When you put it like that, yeah. it really doesn't make sense. I want, I am calling on Michal Martin to ring me personally and tell me why we, we're being tortured for, with 10 people opposed. Now, we have no control over when this is going to happen. And, like, it's absolutely bad enough and I have no problem with the restrictions and we have to. But, like, to Dr. Tony Houlihan, 
was it he made this rule or was it Michal Martin or what but what is the logic behind it like all the other yeah. logic there you know so many people and again you've just passed a very valid point the GA can travel all over the country for football matches and they appear to be more important than we'll say saying farewell to a loved one that you have you can't rerun a funeral you can rerun a wedding you can cancel a wedding, you can cancel a funeral, Patricia. Yeah, and it's very difficult for families. Mm. Who, I mean, who makes that decision to say to, you know, a much-loved grandchild, well, you can go, but you can't go to the other grandchild. It's like, is it draw, very difficult. It's awful. It's torture, okay. and we're having to fight a system. Like, if the lo- like Michal Martin stated clearly that he wanted to make everything quite clear when he made a statement last night and that he wanted no confusion or upset in the country and that we would all jump on board. In the name of God, Patricia, please tell him, ring me, to make common, it takes explain to me what common sense is about the suffering. Okay, I'll tell you what you do. I'll tell you what we'll do. We will We will send uh, an email off to the Department of the Taoiseach just to try to find out the rationale if it's okay to have 25 people inside in a church for a wedding why is it not okay to have 25 people to, uh, inside and in the like, church for a funeral? You know, I've, the kids there this morning, they're quite upset. You know, everyone is highly upset because, like, they didn't sleep a wink all night. You know, if she managed to pass away last night, obviously we'd have been okay with today and tomorrow. But from obviously the, yeah, no. there was no one slept last night here. I know, I know, I know. Listen, go, I'm, 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 I'm conscious of what you're going through, uh, Jerry. Go, Go and be with your mother for as long as you as as you can, you. and in the meantime, we will get on to the department of the, of the Taoiseach. But our, our thoughts and prayers are with you and 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 with your your wonderful mother. What what's your mother's name? Nora. 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 Okay, uh, look after yourselves. Okay. You go. God help you. God, right? That's just absolutely heartbreaking. You know, to know that your mother is passing away and to have that kind of anxiety and worry as to who are you going to allow go into the church and who's going to have to stay outside. Um, I'll get John Paul to send that email to the Taoiseach's office just to try and explain the rationale. If you're allowing 25 at at a wedding, why can't you at least have 25 at a funeral? You know, they're going to be inside in the same church. They can do the social distancing and all of that. And I have to say, Jerry, it's just what Jerry's going through at the moment. It's absolutely heartbreaking. There are a lot of people actually have made the same point I can see on texts and calls uh, that are coming into us. Can I go quickly down to some more of the questions that are coming into us? Um, 1850-333-103. Patricia, the garage is allowed to open. Yes, garages are allowed to uh, open and, you know, for the provision of fixing cars, etc. Dean Goleen says, Patricia, what about farmers? With the five kilometre restriction, can we still go to feed if the supplier is further than 5k away? Yeah, that, that comes in under the agriculture uh, section and you are allowed to travel outside of the 5k because it's deemed in your farmers, it's their work it's, and you're looking after animals at the same time. So yes, you can. Patricia, with people giving out that the gyms are closed in relation to gyms and exercises, there are no excuses for people anymore. You can follow a person either on Twitter or on Instagram for coaching advice and get tips. Uh, you don't really need gym equipment. You can do it in your front room. If a person is properly focused on fitness, there should always be a plan B. I'm using one from Instagram. Hugely effective. It does the trick for now. And please, no more blaming the government and no more making up excuses. 
Question, please. I have to travel 10 kilometres to my nearest town for shopping. Will I be fined for travelling outside my five kilometre zone? Thanking you. No, you will not. Patricia, just so sad that we've had to go back to level five. I just hope that once this is over and the government ease the restrictions, they will insist that we all mask up whenever we leave our homes. Asian countries insist that everyone must wear a mask at all times, whether they're inside or outside. And they have been so successful in containing the spread of the virus. We need to follow suit. Hi, Patricia. What about driver's licence? Are the NDLS centres open, opened or closed? We're still trying to get clarity on that and we're trying to get clarity on driving tests. We know the driving tests for essential services were going, going ahead, but we're trying to find out if you already have an appointment. We know if you have an appointment for your NCT you can have that done but we're trying to find out about the NDLS centres John Paul has already been on to the RSA who came back straight away and said we don't know so they're trying to look into it as well so bear with us on that one please Morning Patricia the banks and essential service will they be open that's from Ed in Dunmanway yes financial institutions banks credit unions and post offices similar to the last time they are not closing under this lockdown they all remain open Hi Patricia to be honest I would rather teach my children at home than sending them to school. I know they're safe and we as parents need to speak speak up and protect our children. The cases are simply getting higher and higher afraid sending my child to school. Mary says is jury duty still going ahead in Cork Criminal Court? I've been called for November we don't know. OK, I've asked John Paul and Sadie to look into that. We're still waiting on a response for that. Certainly haven't seen it in any of the literature we've received. Uh, but leave it with us and uh, we'll have to get on to the Justice Department on that one and see if they can come back with an answer. Can somebody tell me, please, how anyone can have a wedding during a pandemic? Where are you going to have the reception? It's all a joke. Well, I'm assuming hotels are catering for weddings. There isn't that many weddings left either. We're out of the wedding season time but the receptions are still going ahead people are not going to have the wedding unless they can have the reception for sure Mary says Patricia with regard to the lockdown restrictions like a previous listener my son has to travel to his college accommodation during the week as the broadband is better there than it is at home but then he works at the weekends locally so he has to travel home on a Friday both his college and his work are actually in separate counties he actually has a letter from his employer to show that to the Garda says uh, Mary so to that other listener who was wondering about her daughter up in college in the city during the week because of the broadband. Maybe if she brings, I don't know if she if she's coming back for work if she brings a letter from her employer. But I don't know if you're just coming home for the weekend. Would they be saying no under the letter of the law? You should be staying where you are during the week because she's just coming home to visit. And we're told we shouldn't be visiting other families, or that we shouldn't be visiting other households. And listen to this one. This is a heartbreaking one from uh, Lucy. Um, Good morning to you, Lucy. Bless your heart. Lucy says, I'm so upset by this lockdown. I went into the first one having had surgery for cancer and radiotherapy and chemotherapy. I kept positive and I got through it because it felt like we were all doing it for the greater good. Now I find myself again starting lockdown with small surgery and then having to get more chemotherapy. Now I know how hard it's going to be doing this again with none of my normal supports in place, not being able to have a cup of tea with a friend. I'm a strong and I'm a positive person, but I really am at my limits. A lot of people are going to have a harder time doing this a second time. It feels like we got through it before and we got to a point where the virus felt under control. 
and then we, we were let down in the management of it and all that difficulty it was all for nothing I don't think I've ever felt this down or this broken in all my years of dealing with uh, cancer I really hope they know what they are doing and that's from Lucy in Westcock that is just utterly heartbreaking and you do need support and you do need help Lucy what I would suggest in the situation you're finding yourself in that you should consider one of these support bubbles because when they made the announcement yesterday the one thing that they did before they decided to put us into a lockdown they looked at the first lockdown and they looked at what they did right and what they did wrong and what they could learn from the first lockdown and one of the things they learned from the first lockdown was isolation that people ended up finding themselves very isolated people who stuck religiously to the letter of the law of the restrictions ended up being isolated, ended up living on their own or single parents who were on their own or elderly people or carers who were looking after somebody with dementia, for example, and they decided this time around that they can't allow that to happen. And that's why they've come up with this idea of a support bubble. And Lucy, you would be perfect for the support bubble. You can go in and link up with an extended household. Find somebody, find a really good friend or a family member who can become part of your support bubble. So that's the person that you could meet to have the cup of tea, to have the cup of coffee. You could go and visit, you could go and have a meal in their house or they could come to your house. So I would suggest that you pick someone, either a family, you know, an extended family member. Maybe if you've, I don't know, if you've got sister or brother living close by or if you have a very good friend, get into a support bubble with that person. But stay strong. You have been battling cancer long and hard and you're always such a positive person when you when you contact the programme and we will keep you all in our thoughts and prayers and I'll ask the listeners out there to do the same thing. We've had Jerry and his poor mother Nora and what they're going through. Let's keep all of those people in our thoughts and prayers and we will send you as much positivity as we can. Look after yourself Lucy and, and stay strong. Uh, it's a tough, tough journey you're on for sure. 1850 John Paul taking your calls, text or WhatsApp 086 to 103 103. C103 Jobs. Full time health care assistant is wanted for Maria Gretti Nursing Home. That's in Kilmallock. Day and night shifts are available. Second, third, and fourth year apprentice electricians, also qualified electricians, that's required for Cork City. An apprentice toolmaker is required. A, four, a fourth year apprentice. A, a, a four-year apprenticeship, my apology, is offered to uh, qualify to Level 6 Advanced Craft Certificate. And an Arctic lorry driver, dri- lorry driver is wanted for work in the North Cork area. I'm totally getting tongue-tied today. You'll find all the details and more job opportunities by going online now. Just go to c103.ie forward slash jobs for more. This is C103. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Record today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086 103. And there's just so many questions coming in about uh, the Level 5 lockdown and we're doing our best to get through as many of them as we can and we're trying to find answers for some of them so please do bear with us and hopefully we'll get to as many if not all of them by the close of the programme. But I just want to leave it there for a while because as we reported yesterday bad weather is hampering the search for Fungi the Dolphin who was reported missing a week ago today. Jimmy Flannery from the Dingle Sea Safari and Dingle Dolphin Tours joins me with his uh, concerns. Good morning to you Jimmy. 
A very good morning. Uh, you're welcome to the programme. And I have to say, there are so many people here in Cork who are really saddened and upset by this news that there's that Fungi's gone missing. Has he ever gone missing for this length of time before, Jimmy? No, no, this is totally out of character for him. Um, you know, I'm doing this over 30 years, taking people out to see him. Um, and in all those all those years, all those trips, three or four hours really is the most fungi has ever disappeared uh, for. Uh, never anything like this. When was the last official sighting of him? Um, well, we believe ourselves uh, it was Thursday morning. Um, that would have been, yeah, last Thursday morning, a local fisherman uh, contacted me Thursday night to say that uh, fungi had been spotted, or he had spotted fungi on Thursday morning. Now, uh, another group reported that they hadn't seen him for two days before that. So, um, you know, we take it that the, the, the fisherman, um, you know, was it was a genuine sighting, so... I believe it was last Thursday morning. Okay, honest. and at that, st- but even at that stage, you were you were already worried because he'd been missing for the two days. There would be no sightings mm. for the two days in the well, days leading up to his initial disappearance. Say the, the the this day last week, did he appear unwell in any way, or is it possible to tell if he was unwell? Absolutely impossible to tell. Really, I mean, uh, it's. It, it was the uh, Saturday before that that I was out to him. Uh, he was in great form. He did the usual, came up to say hello and, and, and meet and greet us. Uh, we were actually out because we had shut down with the, with, with the pandemic. We we had just gone out uh, with the family to, to, to visit him and to um, to go for a spin in the boat, really. And he was in great form. We've got photographs there. So there was nothing. Now, he had quietened down with the last month or so. Um, but saying that he does that on a regular basis when it comes to the end of the year anyway so we weren't overly concerned about that uh we just took that as you know the normal um his normal routine at the end of a year he just gets quieter um so that was the only thing but i didn't i I, honestly last saturday when i saw him and he came up right alongside us to say hello i would not have imagined there was anything uh, you know up with him at that stage What's so special about this dolphin, Jimmy? <laughs> uh, where do I start? Um, you know, he's he's a part of the family. He's he's an enigma. He's a uh, you know a wonder. He's another wonder of the world. He's gone down the history books as the longest solitary dolphin ever to stay in the one area. Um, and he, he, you know, he just brought so much joy to the to, to anybody that ever went to see him. It was crazy. I mean, myself, like I said, I'm doing it over 30 years and I still enjoy bringing people out. The looks in the kids' faces. The adults can be worse than the kids. Um, you know, he was... I, I just can't describe it. He was, he was a one aspect that, that could never, ever be replaced, you know? And he is very identifiable. You know that argument of people saying, so how do you know one dolphin from another dolphin? Yeah, I know. Um, it's it's crazy, really. Yeah, dolphins can be identified by their dorsal fin. The dorsal fin is different on every single dolphin. And if you lined up 100 dolphins, I'd be able to point out fungi straight away to you. Uh, he's got a, a, a very uh, distinguishing mark, a, a V-mark at the bottom of his dorsal fin where it joins onto his body. And that straight away tells you it's him. And, you know, to the sceptics that say, how can it be the same dolphin or how many fungi is that now? 
Um, basically, you know, if you could just bring a dolphin to an entrance of a harbour and tell him to stay there, there'd be a lot more of them around. It wouldn't just be fungi. You can't do it, you know. Mm. He was one off, he was wild. Uh, you must understand that as well that uh, he was still wild. He still would not take food of any sort whatsoever. So he was never trained. He was never, anything ever fungi did, he did it because he chose to do it. And we're just hopeful that he has chosen to go off and, um, you know, maybe another chapter to, to, to see a bit more of the world. For, what, for whatever reason. Us, you know? And what age is he, yeah. do we reckon? Well, it's difficult to say. I've got photographs of the very early days. He wasn't fully grown at that stage. No, he was quite a big dolphin, but he, he wasn't as big as he is now. Um, he's got to be somewhere in his early to mid-40s. Um, and they can live possibly, um, you know, up to 50, 60 years, maybe a bit longer. They don't really know the the orca, which is, uh, you know, the, the killer whale, um, isn't actually a whale, it's a dolphin, it's a, a large dolphin. They've been known to live up over 100 years, so they don't really, really know. But all they do know is the, the, the dolphins that they have um, um, tracked over the years the, the bottlenose has been known to live over 50 years. Okay, all right. So he's he's senior enough, but he has another good few yeah. years uh, left uh, in him. And being a solitary dolphin, that's unusual in itself. Um, it is unusual, but not as, um, you know, as unusual as you might think. There's over 100 documented cases of uh, wild um, whales and dolphins, but solitary, staying in their, you know, in one place, for short periods of time over the, you know, over the years, um, in, 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 you know, dating way back. But uh, what was so special about Fungi was just the length of time. He broke all the records. Uh, he, 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 you know, it, it, nothing had ever come uh, close to the, the, the time that Fungi had stayed. Um. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Solitary, you know. Did he ever have a girlfriend? We don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go a few years back. Um, years now just slip by, but it could be 10 years, maybe a little bit more. We did have a dolphin that um, stayed with him for quite a while. Stayed with, actually, maybe for a couple of months. Um, we don't know, was it a female dolphin? Uh, we don't know if he made it, you know, but that dolphin just went off and disappeared, uh, you know, um, similar to what fungi is just after doing now. And you've gone out and you've searched and you're still... The the weather hasn't been great, though, uh, Jimmy, the last few days. No, the weather hasn't been great, but the boats are still searching. The one of the one one of my friends. I'm actually away myself. I had left the day uh, before that fungi um, disappeared. I'm coordinating the search between the boatmen, and and I'm the the, the chairman of the association that run the, the the tours for over thirty years. I'm in contact with the boats all the time, and they have told me that uh, you know one of my friends' boats. He was out there for ten hours yesterday in the rain. Um, nothing to report and the um you know the our our uh, treasure was out uh, with another one of our uh, skippers this morning um for another few hours even though the weather is atrocious um but unfortunately nothing to report again this morning and I know our wonderful Mallow Search and Rescue and their sonar equipment that they they went down and gave you a bit of a dig out of the weekend just to see if oh, they could find anything uh, yeah Absolutely. I cannot thank the uh, Meadow Search and Rescue um, people enough uh, for what they've done. I know some people may think that, uh, you know, why were these kind of resources used, um, you know, to try and locate uh, an animal? But if it was one of my family, I could not be more upset, to be honest. And the people are dingle the same way. That's the way we're feeling right now. And the search and rescue, um, Mallow Search and Rescue just stepped up. I made one phone call and they said, Jimmy, guaranteed. And, and, and they just came down. They did a massive search with divers. Uh, they had the side scan sonar. They spent the whole day down there. Uh, I'm convinced the, the, like the, the, um, the visibility conditions were, I have been told, more or less perfect. If Fungi was there, they'd have found him. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced Fungi just isn't there. And that's what we were, you know, we had to get that. Um, we really did. We had to get that confirmation that he wasn't down there. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, can, I just can't get over the number of people who have contacted us, people who over the years, they've got video footage or they've got photographs and everyone has lovely memories of it, either when they were growing uh, up being taken uh, to see fungi or people brought their kids to see fungi. And, uh, you know, I think the nation, I, do, I think the nation are with you, Jimmy, and the rest of the good people of Dingle. People are genuinely upset at the thought that fungi's gone missing and everyone's just hoping that maybe he's just gone away a bit of a jolly he's maybe sick of the pandemic and he just wants to get away and then he might come back yeah you know that's all we can hope really um that that he may come back but it is uh, it is just very very upsetting okay all right we'll we'll make we'll stay in contact with you jimmy in the meantime look after yourself and stay safe <laughs> 
And thanks for joining us. Bye-bye, bye-bye. This man is genuinely upset. Uh, Jimmy Flannery there of the Dingle Sea Safari and Dingle Dolphin Tours on the ongoing search. Nothing to report, folks. Nothing to see today. Anyway, Fungi the Dolphin is still missing. Okay, I've just had an update on the NCT, the National Car Test. The NCT is deemed an essential service all NCT centres are fully operational and customers should attend for their schedule appointment as arranged. So if your car is due for NCT folks, make the appointment. If you already have a test date, turn up on time. 1850 333 103. Court today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 1850 103. Now this is Cork Waste Awareness Week and Cork County Council are hoping with a little more information and encouragement the county can reach the EU Waste Framework Directive Recycling Rate Target. Louis Duffy is Director of Services for the Environment at Cork County Council and Louis joins me. Good morning to you Louis. Good morning Patricia. And you, you're very welcome to the programme. How far off this recycling rate target are we here in Cork? At the moment we see that we're about 9% off the target so we need to increase our recycling the, the target for uh, this year is 50% of municipal waste should be recycled. So we're running at about 41%. So we're not doing too bad? Well, it's still missing the target. Yeah. I think we, we still can make quite a, quite a change in that. Um, there, there's still too much waste going into landfill. Um, quite a lot of the material, particularly from the business waste, quite a lot of it could be redirected toward recycling. So this is to do with waste segregation then? It's to do with waste awareness. It's to do with waste segregation. Uh, There are a number of different themes to um, our week's uh, campaign. Uh, We started yesterday with household hazardous waste. Uh, Today we're looking at reuse of textiles. We've heard quite a lot recently about um, fast fashion. Mm. Um, People are buying something because... It's, you know, it, it appeals to them straight away. They don't think about how long they're going to use it for. They don't think about what happens to it next. And we're very, very quick then to uh, dispose of it. Some of it goes into um, our various charities and the various different um, outlets for the material to be reused. But a lot of it still goes to landfill. And we seem to have gone away from keeping it a little while longer until it becomes more more usable for other things. Or passing it on to somebody else. I was of the generation where we had to hand me down clothes. I don't know if that happens much today within uh, families. And has it got to do as well with, you know, you can purchase in some places clothes very cheaply. And it's almost like, oh, shall I buy it and wear it once? It was so cheap. Shall one wear will do me? Well, this is it. If you go into a, a shop at the moment, um, be it a fashion outlet or um, even some of our uh, let's say our, our supermarkets you're even seeing things for Halloween a new cloth for tea, a tea towel for Halloween that you're going to have for two weeks and then probably lose it between this and next year mm. we need to be very careful as to, as to what we buy Ireland, people in Ireland are actually generating 20% more waste than, our, than people across Europe the rest of Europe simply because we're buying things that we don't need or we're buying things to excess and they don't last as long as they should. What about the pandemic? Did that change us in any way, particularly when it comes to, say, recycling? Our, um, our recycling outlets, our civic community sites, have been extremely busy. In the early uh, stages of the first lockdown, 
a lot of people started clearing out their garages things and doing home decoration. So we saw a lot of the the waste that was generated from that. Our bring sites are showing evidence of, I suppose, the fact that our pubs have been closed and a lot more people are having drinks at home. So our glass bottle volumes have gone up by over 50% in some places. Um, aluminium cans, food cans, they're, they're increasing as well. And we've actually had to put extra vehicles on the road to collect those using a contractor that services them for us. It's, it's, it's phenomenal, the shift that has, has occurred through the period. And actually, when you mentioned the civic community sites, I was speaking about them in the last hour with the lockdown level five coming in for midnight tomorrow night. Civic community sites remain open, do we, don't they? Civic community sites and waste outlets generally are seen as an, ex- as an essential service. And in the early stages of the lockdown in March, our main concern, and we had some restrictions on them at that stage, our main concern was to protect the staff and protect the public there. So we have all of the social distancing measures in place, so they are safe places to go now. And they, you can travel to them. So they are outside of, uh, they're generally seen as outside of the distance controls as well. Okay, so yeah, if you've got to go outside your five kilometres, it's it's okay to, to, to do that. And make use of, I'm always singing the, the praises of civic community sites whenever I go there. They're fantastic facilities. You have a great bunch of workers at each and every one of them. But people need to realise what you can bring to a civic community site. I don't, I don't think people realise just how much items can be taken there. Yes, um, it's one of the areas that we will be covering on Friday through our campaigns. Um, our civic community sites can take in your green compostable waste, your brown compostable waste. They can take in batteries. They can take in paints. They can take in oils from your car, any uh, cooking oils. They can take in lamps, batteries. There's a, a wide variety of materials that can be taken into the sites. Just make make sure you use them. And on the bring sites, things you've mentioned, the bring sites, the other bugbear of a lot of our listeners are people who go along with their bottles and cans. They get there, the bring site is full and they leave the bag of bottles beside the bring site instead. That's causing problems for you as a council. It's causing problems for everybody. First of all, it makes the sites unsightly. But secondly, from the point of view of recycling the bottles, the Banks are emptied into an articulated lorry using a crane. You can't attach the crane to a bag of bottles. You can't ask the driver of the truck to empty a bag into the bin when he has emptied the bin into the truck itself. It's just not practical. So apart from the littering, apart from the unsightly nature of it, it is just not a practical way of recycling. You have to put them into the, bo- into the banks themselves. And if the bank is full... Let us know. Take your bottles home and bring them back when the bank when the bank is empty again. They are we are handling vast quantities of material out of these sites, and we have increased the transport logistics to ensure that they are available most of the time. But we can't guarantee it. We're looking at other methods. We're looking at putting in um, measuring systems on some of our busiest sites. Uh, so that we will be able to identify when they are full and be able to work with our transport provider to ensure that they increase the frequency of emptying those. But there's little you can do. They will always have occasions when 
that it's going to be full. It's going to be full. Just go home, guys, and put it, leave it in the boot and, and, and come back in uh, because you know it's going to be emptied within days of you arriving and it was full. I mean, if you go back yeah. with, even within 24 hours, 48 hours, it will be empty. Most of us, though, are very lucky, Louis, to have really good curbside collection. I think, I mean, I've got four wheelie bins at the moment. I've very little that I would need to bring to a civic community site or to a bring site. But it's how we use the curbside collection bins is important as well, isn't it? Our domestic bins. It is indeed. And curbside is something that has improved over the last number of years. Um, quite a lot of our um, residents in Cork are in remote locations. But um, I'm just looking. In 2015, only f- well, 43% of Cork households did not have a domestic bin collection. Last, num- last year, that number fell to 32%. So two-thirds of the properties in Cork are being served by a, a door-to-door domestic bin collection. And as the demand increases, the service providers will actually work along routes. It's very difficult for them to start to service a road if there's only one person along it. Yeah, it's on a not, very long it's not route. economically viable for them. But what's happening is that the increased demand is allowing them to put a more extensive fleet in place and that allows them to service more and more places. Remembering one thing, that it is now a legal requirement to have a service or to avail of a service. And if you don't, any of our inspectors can call door-to-door where they believe that waste may not be dealt with properly and you need to be able to present evidence, whether it's a contract with a service provider doing door-to-door or whether it's receipts from a civic community site. So the obligation is on the individual members of the public to have a service. Very few of us can claim to not generate any waste at all. Absolutely. As much as we'd like to think that we we could live like that. Now, your Awareness Week has gone virtual uh, this this week. Uh, So you're encouraging people to go online, Louis? We're encouraging people to go online. We're encouraging people to follow the Cork County Council uh, Facebook page. And we now have a new um, Cork County Council Environment Facebook page as well. So if you if you look for at Cork Coco Enviro, uh, or if you look for hashtag Greening Cork County, or hashtag Managing Waste, it will bring you uh, to to the posts that are on this week. Okay. So I mentioned um, what have yesterday was household hazardous waste. Today is reuse of textiles. Tomorrow is food waste. And again, our food waste volumes are phenomenal. They're crazy. far too high. Crazy. We, we, do, we don't like the slightly tatty leaf on the edge of our vegetable, which is perfectly usable. We, we tend to, to over-trim most of what we buy, and then we just simply throw it in the bin. We tend to buy too much. And we're wasting our own money. Yeah, yeah. We don't think about it. But unfortunately as well, where there is, I suppose, the, if the economy is doing well and people have money in their pocket, they will buy a material that they don't need and end up wasting it. We really need to think of, of what is important to us, what our real needs are, and just buy for that. Okay, and that's on that's Wednesdays and then that's Thurs- Wednesday. Thursday, Thursday then, then is... we have recycling in Cork, a, a general uh, message about the various different uh, recyc- recycling opportunities that there are. And then on Friday, uh, we go more specifically into just looking at what is available on our, at our civic community site. Okay. The list is extensive, and we're working with uh, the... Waste, the Regional Waste Planning Office to have all the details of our uh, civic community sites 
on the website mywaste.ie OK. All right, listen, Louis, good luck with the week and thanks a million for joining us on the programme. Thank you very much. For good morning to you. Bye-bye. Louis Duffy there, who is Director of Services for the Environment at Cork County Council. This is Cork Today. Cork Today. With Patricia Messenger on C103. Cork's greatest hits. C103. Brian Cowan, uh, Barry Cowan, my apologies, Barry Cowan TD, has just tweeted, I'm informed presently that the Cabinet have agreed with my suggestion that the number of attendees at a funeral has been increased from 10 to 25. It's on, it's on compassionate ground and a welcome acknowledgement that it's been addressed uh, so quickly. Now, he's just tweeted it and we're awaiting confirmation, but it was sent out from uh, Deputy Barry Cowan's uh, official Twitter account. So it does look like that the government have listened to the people because I'm assuming if we were talking about it and we had that heartbreaking listening to Jerry, whose mum is about to pass away and they're already starting to panic that only 10 people could go to the funeral and I'm assuming that every other radio station in the country were getting similar calls to the one I took from Jerry. So it does look like that somebody somewhere has seen sense because if somebody sat down and thought that it was okay to allow 25 people to go to a wedding, then surely it's okay to allow 25 people to go into a church for a, a funeral so we're just awaiting confirmation but that's just been tweeted from uh, Barry Cowan and can I also give you some clarification that we got in remember one of our listeners was on to us earlier she's been called for jury service in November and was wondering is that going to go ahead we got on to the Justice Department and they say that the courts services say existing cases will continue for the for ex- so existing jury duties will take place for those who have been called for new cases as is if the case is going ahead then you will be required for jury service. However they do say cases may not go ahead so you're asked to check with courts.ie for the latest service so if you that listener Mary has got jury service in November I would suggest in the week leading up to that Mary that you check in with courts.ie just to make sure that the case is going ahead but if the case is going ahead then you are required to turn up for jury duty even in the middle of a lockdown and to all of the people who are contacting us either about driving tests will driving tests go ahead and also people whose driving licence is due for renewal we get onto the Road Safety Authority because they are the body responsible for that and they say and I quote we are presently confirming the next steps of our services after the latest government announcement moving the country to level 5 and we will publish details on what this means for our services soon In the meantime, if somebody has an appointment today or tomorrow before lockdown kicks in or for any of our services, please attend as normal. And then they they end their message with thank you for your patience. Basically, the RSA don't know what's happening with the NDLS centres where you go to get your driving licence and they don't know what's happening with driving tests either. Watch this space as soon as we we get an update on that before the close of the programme. We certainly will bring it to you. Let me quickly go down through some questions and see if I can answer and some of your comments that are coming in. Patricia, our garage is an essential service. Thanking you, Aidan. Yes, they are. If there's anything wrong with your car, it needs to be fixed. Uh, it, you are OK. Listener says, if my sister-in-law gives me my dinner at the weekends and it's outside the five kilometre zone, it's actually nine kilometres away from my house, can I still go? OK. Uh, if you are living alone, and I don't know if you are or not, you, you can go into a support bubble with your sister-in-law's household 
Other than that, we are told there are to be no other visits to homes or gardens for the six weeks. There's telling family members, don't call around to see your sister. Don't call around to see your mother or your aunt or your uncle unless you're forming one of these support bubbles and you can only form a support bubble with another household if you're in any of the following situations, you're living alone with children under the age of 18. That's for single parents. You live alone and you have mental health challenges. If you've shared parenting or custody arrangements, if you live with a partner who has dementia and needs full-time care, if you live by yourself and have a carer or carers who support you, then the idea is you form a support bubble with some other family and then it's almost like you're one household um, and you can visit each other's houses, you could go for dinner like what's happening in that case and you could check in with each other you can go to do the shopping and there are a number of people who are falling into that category because we have a number of texts in similar to that one including this one this is from a Mitchestown listener says Patricia is it true that no member of my family can come to my front door for the next six weeks what good is life to myself and my elderly husband anymore what is what is life what will there be in life for us to look forward to? We look forward to our families calling, thanking you, Mr. Mitchell, listener. What I would suggest you do there is go into a social bubble. Now, you can't have every member of your family calling, but decide on which member of the family can call the most and then you'll be able to visit them or they'll be able to visit you on a regular basis and you can form uh, one of these social bubble, bubbles. And I've other texts people like that who are really worried about being on their own and we will over the coming days try to do some interviews just to explain more about this social bubble and just try to help people. We don't want anyone to feel isolated because certainly during the first lockdown we had a number of people who felt really, really isolated and we're just hoping that that's not going to happen this time. And thank you to a number of people to say that they're praying for Jerry and for his lovely mum, uh, Nora, and what the family are going through at the moment. There was a number of people took time out after listening to Jerry, which I have to say... I found one of the most heartbreaking interviews I've done in a long time and my thoughts and prayers are with uh, Jerry as well. Eileen says, Hi Patricia, the funeral situation is crazy. Okay, that looks like that's been sorted so I don't need to read that out. It looks like that's gone back to uh, 25. Meg says, If we all obeyed all the medical advice this year instead of gadding about maybe we wouldn't be where we are today. Meg, I think the majority of people have abide by the regulations, but I accept what you're saying. Some people didn't, and because of that, we find ourselves in uh, lockdown. Hi, Patricia. Bantry to Skibbereen is 20 kilometres return. Dangerous to expect people to do a driving test, and anyway, it would break the rules. Stop the driving tests now. It's crazy to even comp contemplate it during a killer virus mind yourself says and we're waiting for clarification on the driving uh, tests somebody else says I need to renew my driving licence I have an appointment for Thursday day after the lockdown starts hang in there don't make the journey yet until we find out for sure that that NDLS centre is open John from Botwin says Hi Patricia once again the government have left the country without clarification on so many things when level 5 comes into effect to be honest they couldn't organise a booze up in a brewery. John is not happy with the government's handling of it. Hi Patricia, are gardeners slash horticulture workers allowed to work? Yes, they are. They fall in under, I saw, they fall in under agriculture, horticulture, forestry, fishing, animal welfare and related services. They are all allowed to go to work. Jean says, Patricia, are colleges staying open? The majority of colleges have gone online. I think there's very few 
actually offering face-to-face. Some are, but the majority are online between now and Christmas. So they're remaining open in that sense that they're offering a blended learning. Hi, Patricia. I'm just wondering, will I be able to pick up my grandchildren from school? I live on the Cork border. They go to school in Kilmallock, which is in County Limerick. My daughter works with the HSE. Thanking you for keeping us all updated uh, every day. That's my pleasure. Yes, that's deemed childcare and you can travel outside of the county as well and you can travel outside the five kilometre zone if it's for childcare reasons and obviously picking the children up from school is part of your childcare childcare jobs that you're doing at the moment so yes you can do that Hi Patricia I've got a whinge why can't hair salons and nail bars be kept open it makes no sense as they wear masks and the salons are ready now unlike before and yeah and I have massive amount of sympathies for hairdressers and beauticians because they invested a lot of money as indeed did a lot of the small shops they put a lot of money into keeping everybody safe but because the figures and the numbers are rising so high the government are saying nothing else we can do here folks we have to lock it down Kerry Listener says gyms are well controlled you get an individual appointment you sign in contact tracing is possible this was my social outlet so now my mental well-being will be at risk as I live alone horse racing is allowed yet travel from other con- and fra- travel from other countries is required says a Kerry Listener and yet he can't go to the gym you're not on your own feeling like that Tim says I'm opposed to the GAA Championships taking place. The All-Ireland football final is down for the 19th of December to an empty stadium. That's wrong. And the hurling a week earlier. I think it's unfair on the players. I agree with finishing the leagues and then for one year only, retrieve, revive the old Railway Cup, getting the best players playing with their uh, provinces. Someone else wants to know, are off licences closing? No, they're not. Any update on VHI payments? Are they going to reduce payments as we're out of work again? No. The last time the VHI and Leia and all the other health insurers, the last time they reduced the payments was because the private hospitals had been taken over by the HSEs. The HSE, they didn't reduce the payments because you were out of work. So no, that's not going to happen, unfortunately. Tim says, disgraceful, we can't go to mass, but we can, but matches, GA matches are allowed. I have no interest in the GAA, says Tim. Hi Patricia, we'd just like to point out to you that Stephen Donnelly mentioned adult disability services on TV last night. I'm not a fan of Fianna Fáil but I think they're in an impossible position but it was mentioned last night. It was and I was glad to hear it mentioned. My gripe, I suppose that's you having a go at, my gripe at the start of the programme I felt that it was 10 words was all that needed to be stated to allay the anxiety and the fears of those of us that have a loved one in one of the adult disability services the day services I just felt those 10 words could have been uttered by Micheál Martin that was the the only point I did get the clarification and, and it is an essential service I just thought it could have been mentioned that was what my gripe was about Can you visit an elderly relative who lives more than 5 kilometres from the city says the Cork City listener Yes you can if you go into one of the social bubbles with them and somebody else says if you're getting your dinner from a family member and you have to travel 5 kilometres can you do that again if you go into a social bubble with them you can and if you're living on your own and you're in a vulnerable position or the person you're going to visit is in a vulnerable position. You can't just suddenly decide I'm because I, I like my sister's house better than my house that I'm going to create a social bu- bubble. It has to be one of those lists of people that I mentioned, parenting alone or caring for a loved one or caring for somebody with dementia. Hi Patricia, I'm listening to the comments around lockdown. Why can't people realise this lockdown is a result of people ignoring earlier restrictions? We're all suffering these restrictions for the for the government. They are 
we are not sorry we are not suffering these restrictions for the government they are there for our own health and our own safety we need to rid this country of this awful virus people need to adhere to the restrictions you do it for your own health and safety and for the health and safety of others Patricia I don't think there was any need to lock the country down again all they had to do was give a heavy fine to those breaking the rules and make sure that the Gardaí have the power to implement it that would have sorted it out for once and for all. Can I get a painter to paint my house? You can. They are allowed, maintenance on your house is allowed, so somebody coming into your house to do work, but obviously they'll wear masks and social distancing and all of that. Farmers markets, are they going on? We're trying to get clarification on that. I don't know. I've, I know I've asked John Paul to look into that. If anybody's involved with the farmers market, can you let us know? Because farmers markets typically are Thursday, Friday and Saturday, so it would be after we're into the lockdown. We'll see if we can get clarification there. Hi, I need to go to an appointment, outpatients, two weeks time. It'll be outside the five kilometre zone. I'm over 70. Can I go? You can indeed. If you have any medical appointment, you can travel the length and breadth of the country to attend that medical appointment. Jim says, I'm with the 51% of people who yesterday took part in that survey saying that sports should stop during this pandemic. I think it was the the county championships but anyway, these people are on a pitch they are making physical contact with one another during the sporting match that they are playing while small shops in rural towns are expected to close and many and some will face long term ruin says uh, Jim. I think it's really, really unfair. Hi Trish, what about a cataract operation? Would that go ahead as planned? If you have an operation that's scheduled to go ahead, unless you hear from the hospital turn up and go ahead with that procedure. Martin in from Oi says, we aren't really in lockdown are we? What about all the other things that are left open? The GAA matches are going ahead, horse racing, GAA training, schools are open, building sites are open, 25 people can attend uh, weddings are now hopeful 25 people can attend a funeral and you can also meet up with others outside of your home that's not a lockdown Patricia this so-called lockdown will not work either it needs to be a total lockdown wow Martin wants it even to be tougher than it already is. That's Martin in Fomoy. Our garden is allowed to go to work says John. Yes they are. Mary says Patricia hope you're well. As we're going into level five midnight tomorrow, what does it mean for NDLS? We're still waiting on clarification on that, uh, Mary. That's on funerals. GAA says somebody else should not go ahead. The cases are coming. Some cases of COVID positive are coming from games. Why keep them going? I'm part of a walking group. We meet once a week. There's about 12 of us. We are not allowed to do this in level five. What harm would it be? for 12 of us to go out for a walk. You could go in pairs. You can go outside. You can meet up with one other person and you can go for a walk or you can two households can get together and go out and have exercise. But 12 of you, no, unless you're really well uh, spaced out. Hi, Patricia. There was a lot of talk yesterday about timings of the off-licenses and the opening hours of the off-licenses. Yet no mention of it by Micheál Martin last night. Are the timings going to change, change a concerned drinker in Mallow? We're trying to get clarification on that as well because we could find nothing there was, certainly was no mention by Micheál Martin and we can't find anything in any of the literature that we've received from the government today so we're, we're it's another one we're awaiting clarification on and one final one from Mick I think it's time this government and the parents need to stand up to the teachers any teachers listening won't be happy with this they got an open checkbook to sort out the schools and get them back up and running in September teachers got full pay for three months while other frontline workers had to go to work nurses care assistants por- porters cleaners 
domestic staff, cooks, all went to work in hospitals, what were described as war zones in some cases, and they didn't get one extra cent. Meanwhile, teachers got full pay and then that rolled into full holidays. Pay them €350 per week if they don't want to go to work, says Mick. And the teachers, if they were put on a pandemic payment, they might be quick to talk about not wanting to go to work. 18 are slow. 1850 333 103. John Paul and Sadie taking your calls. Text or WhatsApp 0862 103 103. The C103 Cork Diary. With Cork County Council. Supporting businesses, supporting communities, serving Cork. Visit corkcoco.ie. The Irish Cancer Society looking for volunteer drivers that's to help transport cancer patients to from their hospital chemotherapy treatments. Volunteers are needed across Cork to help keep this vital service running. You can check out the Irish Cancer Society's website for more details. And Kildare Community Development have got their weekly lotto draw. It's on in the local community office on Thursday at 4 with a jackpot this week of €1,300. Cork today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086 2103 103. And just a, just a quick couple of wrap-ups. We still have people inquiring about their NCT. We're told if there's an existing NCT or the NCT is remaining open as normal. It says on the brief it's for existing NCTs but the NCT have been on to us and they are remaining open during lockdown. We're waiting for clarification on your driving licence if you need to renew a driving licence and the RSA are also getting back to us about driving tests so hold off on that. A listener wants to know do you know our home helps working as normal? Yes they are. That comes in under social care and John Paul says a number of people are on about wanting to visit graves if the grave is outside the five kilometres are you allowed to do that? Yes, you are visiting graves. That's different to the last time. You can visit a grave even if it's outside the five kilometre. Mary says, can you repeat about social bubbles for those of us that are on our own? They're designed to help anyone that's living on their own or anyone who's living with one other person, maybe in a caring situation or somebody's living with a dementia patient or for a lone parent living with children. The idea is that you form a support bubble with one other household if they are not already part of a support bubble, okay? Uh, Where possible, you should choose a household in your locality, ideally somebody within the five kilometres, but if it's somebody outside the five kilometres, then it's okay to travel between your two houses. And the idea is to try and stop the spread of COVID-19. That's why they want to try and get people living as close as possible. But you basically find another household and then you operate as if you're one household because people who are living in a household of... 10 people or 5 people they all operate as normal and they can socialise together and they can go out for walks together and they can have meals uh, together and they can go for a takeaway coffee together so the idea is that you would hook up with another household and then you, you form what they're calling a support bubble it's operated very successfully in other countries that's what they're, they're taking this idea from other countries and it's to stop isolation and it's to stop people who felt really down and really alone during the last lockdown we don't want that happening again so just pick some Somebody either close family that live close by you, a family member or friends. If you've got a friend, maybe it could, it could be your next door neighbour, for example. You could really get on with your next door neighbour. And between the two of you, between the two families, then you form this support bubble. You can go in and out of each other's house. You can visit each other. You can go for meals. You can go for coffees. You can just spend time together. You can go watch the TV together. Whatever you need to do to keep yourself and to stop yourself feeling so isolated. OK, I 
read out a comment from Mick a couple of minutes ago. It's the last comment I did in the last bunch who is not happy with teachers and says it's about time, he says, that parents and the government stand up to teachers and he felt that they got an open checkbook to get the schools back up and running. Schools, when they closed, the teachers got a full pay. Then they went off on their summer holidays all on full pay. He was saying that if you put them on the COVID-19 payment, they mightn't be so quick to say that they don't want to go to school or that they're nervous about going to school. Helen, you disagree. I think it's grossly unfair to generalise. I can only speak for three of my family who are teaching and I know that they were praying this time that there wouldn't be a lockdown and that the schools would not close because the last time they put in a lot more hours, it was a lot more stressful as regards a leaving third class, one of them is secondary teaching. He had um, children ringing him after tea and he was on to them. He didn't mind. But the hours were far longer and far more stressful. And one of them, in fact, the, one of the other two said this time that he would go to the school and put in his normal day's work because he hated being at home on the phone and on this Zoom, I'm not tuned in, but whatever school. Um, yeah, they Google do. It was on online uh, learning. Yeah, yeah, online learning. Just, um, and he just felt there was no end to the working day. No end. And it was nonstop. And there is nothing, he said, like being face to face in the classroom. And it was a longer day. It just was more stressful all round. And they are great workers now, even though I say it. One of them is in school at half seven instead of ten to nine because he likes to be very organised in the morning. And he would always, if he comes home a weekend, he could put in five or six hours. That's a great teacher, though. On the weekend. And but you see, and, and I know we'll have people, and I can see the phones ringing, you, we will have people who will give you examples, Helen, of when we went into lockdown of a teacher sending out an email on Monday morning and they didn't hear from the teacher for the rest of the week. And we had a, we had a number of people right. said that. And then you're talking about the other end yeah, of completely. the spectrum who are who go above and beyond. Yeah, because I was actually giving out. I said, would you ever come out of that room? What are you doing? But I mean, 350 to them closed down fully like a lot of people. That would have been a bonanza. They worked a lot harder. And it wasn't just one of them. It was the three of them. And it proved at this time because one of them a few weeks ago said, I do hope now, he said, of all things that the schools will go ahead. Because he said, I hated this, um, you know, online teaching. And he said, the day is longer and there's a lot more involved. You have corrections. He just... They didn't like it and yeah. they would so he's, prefer. He's glad that the, sco- that the schools have, have remained up. Okay. Doesn't. All right. All right. Listen, okay. Helen, thank you for that. And Bye. Peggy has been on and this is another, God, you get some of these really heartbreaking calls in from listeners. Peggy's been on and is worried that if, God forbid, she's in her 80s and hopefully you're hale and hearty, Peggy, but she's worried that if something was to go wrong, particularly during lockdown, and if she was to pass away, she's worried about her last confession. And she says she was. she's wondering if she died on her own and didn't get last confession, what would happen to her soul? She says she hasn't been to confession since March and she's really worried about it. Oh, that's just... What I would suggest you do, um, Peggy, and I'm sure you're, you're 
a good, kind person who's led a really good life and that your soul would go straight to heaven. But we're not even going to think about that because hopefully you're hale and hearty and you'll get through this six weeks and everything will be fine. But to stop your worrying, what I would suggest you do is maybe give your parish priest a phone call. Just give him a ring and just outline your concerns. I don't know if it's possible to hear confession over the phone. And I don't know, maybe he could call out to you. I know we're not allowed visits to the house, but maybe he could do it through a window or something, that something could be done. But I'm sure you're not on your own. There's probably others as well. We'll check in. We'll see. If you don't, if you don't get an answer yourself, Peggy, we'll see if we can check in with the local priest as to what's, what's, what is the suggestion for people. Because there are people with a very, very deep faith and who lie in bed at night and who worry about something like that. To others, wouldn't even cost him a thought. But Peggy's worried about it wants to have confession and is worried particularly because she hasn't been to confession since March since we started the original lockdown. But I would suggest if you have a number for your parish priest and if you don't have one get back on to us and we'll try and track down your parish priest or a local priest in your area just to have a chat with you over the phone and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm talking through my hat, I don't know if it's, is it possible to hear confession over the phone? Could you do it that way? 1850 Let's take a break and we're back chatting with Joe Heffernan. Record today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 185033. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. 3103. And Joe Heffernan joining us. Good afternoon to you, Joe. Good afternoon, Patricia. And I can tell you, I know we are hoping and we're hoping to talk about uh, self-harm and give advice mm. to parents, but we might park it there and maybe leave it for next week because I want to talk to you a little bit about it and I can see questions already coming in about it. People are very worried and concerned going into the second lockdown and the mental health aspect and the isolation aspect. Mm. And people are saying, would Joe talk about the need to keep connected with people and how important that is. Which go, but before we do that, there's also a question in saying, could you ask Joe, what is the best way to get in contact with a psychologist and how do you get a recommendation for one? Many of us, says Jill, are in need of one at the moment. So your own profession, I think more than ever, is needed. Yeah, yeah. So well, how no, do you go about finding the one? The very, very best way, very straightforward, uh, www.iacp.ie that's iacp.ie and that stands for the Irish Association of um, Counselling and Psychotherapy now there's a there's a, a place that you can click on uh, once you uh, go into that and it says find a counsellor now if you click on oh yes find a counsellor then um Beside that is um, an area uh, list. So we'll say now, for example, um, if you live in West Cork, um, you put in, uh, that will be one of the options. Cork West, Cork City, Cork North, all that. So you click on um, Cork West and a list of the fully accredited councillors will appear on that um, uh, and uh, you will probably find that there's someone within a short distance now the other thing is that um, psychotherapists come under the umbrella of um, social care so we have been designated as essential workers now 
Um, so that means that um, if there is an appointment with um, a, a psychotherapist, um, a psychologist, a doctor, consultant, you had a man on this morning wondering about getting to the hospital in Cork, um, uh, then uh, that person will be waved on. Um, uh, regardless, uh, you're allowed to the... travel out, outside your five kilometres. Exactly. Okay, so the website again is www.iacp.ie. Iacp.ie. Okay. Yes. Now, talk to me about people who are a bit are afraid, worried, anxious, and afraid of isolation, and they think back to what it was like. And I know, you know, the government, in fairness to them, have taken on board what didn't work the last time. I mean, for example, cocooning is gone. You can forget about that. And they've this support bubble. The need to connect and stay connected. Joe, talk to me about how important that would be for the next six weeks. I think it's absolutely vital. And the thing about it is that, um, speaking for myself anyway, I would have all of those that you mentioned. Fear, um, anxiety, uh, feeling a bit down, um, of course, um, without doubt. Um, and uh, I think it's absolutely essential that we are in touch with uh, people we trust, um, whether they be neighbours or whether they be family. Um, like, for example, our three boys now are in Cork. And, uh, they, well, the, the fourth fella is um, 7,200 kilometres away, so I don't think he'll be visiting any hour soon. But um, the other three now, um, uh, we're under a bit of pressure um, for this, that and the other thing, um, being, you know, speaking for myself, well into the 70s. So... I I would imagine that they will have no problem if we need assistance or help um, that nobody will say, no, you cannot visit your elderly parents. Um, that to us would be nearly uh, top of our needs list. Um, uh, also... Um, as you know, as I said many times, the last time we have some extremely good neighbours um, who have called and said, do you need anything? I think that's very important. I know that the local GAA set up um, uh, a system of calling on people. Our main connection was uh, Nora Breen, our local post person. Um, she was out of this world helpful. Um, you know, every single thing we needed. But as you say, you know, thanks be to God, the cocooning thing is gone. So that, I mean, uh, if we need to get something um, within the um, the five kilometres, I hope I'm not preaching heresy now. I presume that at a designated time that we can go and... Um, that we, we won't starve anyway. And you can go, as I've been saying all morning to people, you can go outside your five kilometres. If it's shopping, it's yeah. essential. Now, I mean, they don't want people going off for a jolly into the city, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But you can, you're what you know. It, it, it is, there's a lot of it is different to the last time. A lot of it is going to be easier. Yeah. But you need to reach out if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling anxious, 
you know, as you say, you listed people who were so good the last time. Those people will still be there this time. Absolutely. But you need to tell people. And I know some people find that really hard. Yeah. And yeah, like, for example, uh, you know, nearly my motto for life, like, is common sense. And you were saying there that, um, yeah, for example, uh, that man, that uh, his nearest shop is more than five kilometres. Well, as you also said, and it was my immediate reaction to, you'd want to meet a very peculiar guard who wouldn't let you go to buy the spuds. Um, or whatever. But, but, we're, but we're being told by the government you can travel outside your five kilometres for essential journeys yeah. and one of the essential journeys is is going to uh, to, to, to shopping. And yeah. can I just say that the government have con- confirmed they've changed the ruling on the funerals as we speculated earlier they were going to do. It's gone from 10 people being allowed to 25. Yeah. And I think on compassionate grounds that's yeah. a really smart decision. Yeah. And a person that we know very well was a wee bit devastated there um, early, early, early on, um, getting married very shortly and was delighted to hear that uh, that the, the six people rule uh, was gone to 25. Mm. Um, but the, uh, on the mental health side, um, uh, it's a phrase that I don't like. I actually dislike it, um, you know, Politicians seem to use it a lot, um, uh, but it's not a bad one in a way. It's it is what it is, and that's like we need to get into a mode of acceptance that um, if we are kicking the traces about the whole thing all the time, we are getting ourselves stressed out, and we need to realise that we are not going to change the rules. Now the rules are there to help us. I mean. Uh, you know, I I I noticed that George Lee um, was uh, laying in a fair bit about it if we had done it a fortnight ago. And indeed, as you said, you were listening to looking at Claire Burton last night, and she was making the same point. But look, that's history. That's gone now, and it's from tomorrow. Um, yeah, we have to just stay positive, and it's six weeks, and the six weeks will fly. Absolutely. And if we all play by the rules at the end of four weeks. We might even be out of it. So yeah. I'm, I'm, hold, I'm holding on to that one. That even Because they said they'll do a review in four weeks. So it could even be earlier than the 1st of December we'll be out of it. And, and the focus and the plan is that we'll all be able to celebrate Christmas with family members. Which is great. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's vital. Um, uh, you know, uh, the prospect of, uh, you know, say now, for example, just the two of ourselves sitting down for Christmas dinner. It just wouldn't fit at all. So um, it will be great um, if this uh, present strategy works to, to mean that that won't happen. Um, but the main thing I would say, um, if there had to be two words um, uh, that I would say, it, it would be um, acceptance and, um, uh, and contact. Um, to stay in touch with people and... Uh, to just accept that this is it now for the time being and that everyone would kind of row in, that we wouldn't um, uh, be, uh, you know, thinking that um, uh, 
the rules uh, don't apply to us. They do. The rules they apply do. to everyone. And somebody says, my, my bit of advice is get out there and keep walking. Look up at the trees and the birds. Keep an eye on nature. And if you can do a bit of gardening at the same time, that's from Michael in uh, Bantry. Try and yes. find some joy in the world. Try yeah. and pick up a hobby. I mean, I heard of people during the last lockdown doing the most amazing things when it came to hobbies. And that works for some. It doesn't work for, for yeah. everyone. Yeah. But, you know, do whatever brings you joy. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. For me, it's reading. Once I have a book, I'm happy. Um, actually, one, one of my big fears um, for the uh, six weeks would be running out of books. But I won't. <laughs> um, I'm well stocked. And uh, that's for me. Now, the walk is essential. Um, I won't pretend that I go on any kind of um, uh, long walks, but I do go on short walks. Well done. And uh, although this morning now one wouldn't have been too tempted um, to go for any kind of a walk, really, um, with, with the way the weather was. But contact and um, and acceptance. You you know the serenity um, prayer. Um, uh, grant me the um, serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. It really does apply, and it doesn't matter one, whether one is religious or whether one is spiritual or one is just simply living in the world. Um, it, it it makes total sense. It does indeed. Except what we cannot change. And we'll end on that positive note. You stay safe and we'll talk next week. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Thanks for joining us, uh, Joe Heffernan, who runs a counselling practice in Bohupui. His number is 0297661. And a number of people have been on to us about Peggy, the woman in her 80s who is fearful that if she passed away and she couldn't get a last confession, what would happen to her soul? Bless her heart. And she hasn't been to confessing since March. A number of people are saying, tell Peggy to contact her local priest if the priest can't call out in person. Some are saying that they've heard of the priests who have called out in person. He certainly would be able to pray with her over the phone and give her a general absolution tell her not to be worrying and so many people are saying that and and saying that they're thinking about Peggy which is uh, terrific and it doesn't look like this has come in from Leo Varadkar Taunister has told publicans it's unlikely that bars and restaurants will reopen in time for Christmas in a conference call with 10 business groups last night Leo Varadkar said the country would likely be on level 3 restrictions when the country comes out of lockdown on the 1st of December, level three restrictions would mean indoor dining would be banned with limits of 15 people outdoor at pubs and restaurants. The pubs and restaurants wouldn't be open for Christmas. I'll leave you on that positive note. OK, that's where I leave you for today. Thanks to John Paul and uh, Sadie who were really, really busy on the phones. Apologies if we didn't get to all of your questions and queries. We uh, will be back with you though tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Go to the Lamp Patricia Mastery. Very good afternoon. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.